Ladies and gentlemen, I'm John Agiomirianakis representing Taylor's Group and I'm here today in front of you to tell and present you Green Marine, a biofuel which Taylor's Group uh, has developed uh, aside its mainstream biofuels activity. We have uh, started uh, from conception, moved uh, to lab production, moved to patenting. We have already established uh, pilot factory production and are now going into full-scale production of this biofuel. So, because we have a limited time for an unlimited matter, let us go through a few things. Who we are, Taylor's Group was established in 2007. We are mostly into biofuels, biodiesel, bioethanol, and oleochemicals in general. Let me run through these things, uh, some of um, milestones uh, in, our, uh, in our course. We work mostly with multinationals and mostly in the oleochemicals industry, like ADM, like the Greek refineries, etc. Let's leave these slides because I don't think <laughs> they interest you that much. Uh, what may interest you is this green marine, this new fuel. What is this? It's a biofuel, uh, it's proprietary and patented by Taylor's. Uh, the main difference from other biofuels is that it meets exactly, it's synthetic, that's why, it meets exactly the ISO 8217 standard, uh, distillate standard, which is the standard for the fossil marine fuel. What does this mean? You don't need to make any sort of changes to your engines. You don't need to change your uh, logistics chain, your Q&Q. When, for example, you call Sabled uh, to go and check your fuel, you don't have to send uh, three or four specifications, change your tanks or whatever. How is this doable? For starters, if I wanted to, to categorize it, I would bring it near more to HVO or biodiesel, but without the disadvantages of HVO or biodiesel in the marine industry. It has a very, very high, we have been very careful about uh, the carbon emission reduction. We have brought it uh, somewhere around 80%, which means that you need to blend less than you would have with regular biodiesel or with HV HVO is higher, of course, but it has other problems so it cannot be burned efficiently inside a marine engine, a vessel engine. As you may see here, uh, it's cheaper than a regular biodiesel. Uh, other things that uh, you may want to know, of course, it drops uh, directly nitrous and sulfur and uh, phosphor emissions, uh, which are not the case always with fossil fuels. It's 100% biodegradable, has nothing to do with problematic fuels, like, for example, if you lose petroleum, there is a leak and there is a damage. If you lose ammonia, the whole of uh, it blankets uh, the ocean and it kills all life. So this is biodegradable. It's safe even if it's spilled. Let me move a bit because we have less little time. You may see some differences having to do with biodiesel, which is it, its main competitor. It's not a methyl ester, if you ask. It has high calorific value, which is important. When you move a ship, you need uh, power to move it. And actually, what you should pay for is uh, megajoules and not kilograms. But this is another thing. And uh, it's cheaper than most bio biofuels. Let me move a bit faster. This is a comparison that we have made uh, with several parameters, having to do also with other things. Technology readiness, distribution, uh, raw material availability, which is very important. Feasibility, how ready you are to produce it. I mean, okay, we can talk in the lab. I'm a chemist myself, so I'm, I'm talking of experience. You can talk in the lab as much as you want, but uh, it took us several years to take this fuel from the lab and bring it to actual production. Okay, let me pass through this as well. We have tested it. 
In several engines, it runs like a, like a baby, very well. Of course, we're not alone in this <laughs> journey. It would be not wise to say that. Uh, we're the Taylor's group is the proprietor and producer of the fuel. The technology is provided uh, by Air Liquid. Production and distribution, I will talk to you about these things because it's important uh, to know where you can get this fuel. It has been uh, in conjunction with, uh, we have initial understandings with Euroports that will give us access to their ports. Of course, we have uh, our advisors as well. So, production. I think in June 2024, this is Arizona facility, we will be ready, we're already building it, as you may see, to produce some 15 metric tons per day on a regular production, somewhere around um, yeah, June, roughly. Because time is pressing, let me tell you about stage two of production. We have agreed with Philippusto port in the northern of Greece, of where we have uh, stakes and shares there. Around October 2025, again with their liquid technology, this is a rendering, uh, we will be ready to produce there 450 metric tons per day. Moving on in stage three, doesn't want to move. This is actually gradually until 2031. Uh, as uh, Mr. Kapatanakis very wisely said, it's not, there's not enough fuel, there's not enough for everybody. We, will, we are planning about producing some 150k per factory. Factories are highlighted with, green, with uh, yellow and then we have uh, the ports that will be distributed right below them. So in the next like uh, mm, roughly eight, nine years, we will be producing some 450 to 500k metric tons of green marine per year. Of course, we know it's not enough for the market, but this is a viable, now working, plug and play solution for uh, your vessels. We are currently, mm, let me see if I have something else to tell you. Okay, this is a, a map of where we plan to produce and uh, distribute. We are currently, the maturity is that we're already producing in very small scale, of course. We will be producing in six months, in 15, as I told you, metrics per, uh, per day, which is of course not enough. So I don't have enough time, so roughly this from us. I can ask uh, any technical questions uh, answer after. Let me just say that um, some notes I took from the very nice gentleman that talked. Mr. Maroulis earlier said that they're willing to pay a premium. Uh, it's not about will. Experience uh, from, from 20, oh, 17 years that we have in biofuels, says that it's mandatory. It doesn't have to do with will. It will be forced upon the, your industry, unfortunately. Let me just add the example, because uh, Mr. Peters uh, talked about regulation, but we have lived in this uh, environment in the automotive parts. What happened there? When we went to diesel, they regulated the market. And they said, okay, there is biodiesel, it's called like that, and it has an EN 14, 214 standard. You will use this. But uh, on the other hand, when they went to the gasoline cars, you know what they just did. They said, no, just drop your carbon emissions. I don't care how you do it. That's le the legislation of the Greek and other... So let's not be certain that the regulation will cover your needs and tell you what to do exactly. Actually, they may drop the ball to the industry and say, just drop it. I don't care how you do it. Change propellers, uh, clean your vessels better, use scrubbers, do whatever. So what we are offering is a viable plug-and-play solution for your ships. Actually, some other notes. Um, I also talked uh, about, I heard about lobbies. Lobbies do have their own interest, if you understand that. They don't have the mind, the interest of the shipping industry, which is what you should have in mind. 
Uh, also another, uh, I heard a lot, the, lot uh, the word bet. Of course it's a bet, but uh, rest assured that we will find it in front of us. Uh, the planet is suffering and uh, I think uh, there is uh, the will of the governments to actually solve this. And they will drop the ball to the industry directly and this is why I think you should take more now solutions rather than hope for something that may evolve in the future. This few from me because we don't have a lot of time. Thank you very much for your attention.